I just saw a post on Instagram that reads, let's acknowledge how hard it is to have a healthy romantic relationship if you've never seen one growing up. While it's not impossible for us to learn how to have healthy relationships, it takes a lot of inner work, discipline, and vulnerability to achieve. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I'm your host, Tara, the creative actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. And you guys know I am single now and I have put myself back out on the market, as they say. And through dating in this new season of my life, I've begun to realize some of my personal dating red flags. But before we get into that, let's jump into our affirmation of the week. This week's affirmation is, I am growing into the best version of me. Let's go ahead and drop in, y'all. If you can close your eyes, close your eyes and really get present in the moment. I am growing into the best version of me. I am growing into the best version of me. I am growing into the best version of me. I am growing into the best version of me. I am growing into the best version of me. I am growing into the best version of me. Let's say it one last time together. Really envision what it means to be growing into the best version of yourself. I am growing into the best version of me. Oh, y'all. Mm, I feel like every single time we do an affirmation, I have to say, oh, y'all behind it because the affirmations be on point for the episode. Amen. So I think it's super important to recognize where your opportunities for growth lie within yourself. I'm going to say that again. I think it's super important to recognize where your opportunities for growth, not your weaknesses, your opportunities for growth. Let's have a mindset shift there where your opportunities for growth lie within you. I've always struggled with dating and I, I don't think I've told this story on a podcast, but when I was younger, I got called to the altar at church and uh, by the first lady of my of my church, my home church back in Louisiana. And she basically told me that dating is going to be hard for me. The devil is using dating as a distraction or using boys as a distraction in my life. 
And I saw that a lot growing up. And I'm glad that she equipped me with that knowledge because I was able to recognize where my opportunities for growth were lying when I was in high school, when I was in college. Now, there's always going to be an opportunity for growth. There's always going to be something that we can grow in and get better at. So I'm not perfect, but like I'm saying, I have always struggled with dating in some way. And this affirmation reassures me that I am always evolving and growing, even if it doesn't feel like I am. I am growing into the best version of me every single day. And a major part of growing into the best version of myself in my personal dating life is recognizing my weaknesses, my opportunities for growth. So let's go ahead and jump into these red flags because I got one, two, three, four, five of them. Let's jump in. So I'm making this episode because I'm 28 years old and I'm dating again. So starting from, I don't even want to say it like that, y'all, because I'm not starting from scratch, but I'm starting from scratch in a sense of I'm going to meet someone new. I'm going to get to know them. We're going to do the dating thing. Who knows if we end up in the relationship and so on and so forth. So just to give you perspective, I ended my, or I didn't end it, but our relationship ended my last, oh gosh, y'all, my last relationship ended in December of 2022. And I decided to start dating again in March. So I haven't been dating that long. Started dating again in March. And this time around, I have been way more aware of how I act in situations and I've been able to better pinpoint different triggers and not necessarily triggers in a negative way, but even positive triggers or things that happen positively that make me, that lead me to do something else. And also on the flip side of that, things that trigger me in a negative way that make me want to either run away not be vulnerable or whatever the case may be. So through dating this year, I have realized some of my dating red flags that I have always exhibited, but I never thought about it in this way. So the purpose of this episode is to share my dating red flags, because even though I've been on this journey to, you know, become the best version of myself, There are still things that I can work on every single day, and there are things that we can all work on every single day. So the first thing that I noticed was one of my personal red flags in dating is, and oh, it's a big one, y'all. I'm going to just hit y'all with a heavy hitter first because I feel like a lot of us do this. The first one is I make space too quickly. So with each of these dating red flags, I'm going to give you a little bit of my current dating life. Um, So in March, yeah, in March, I started talking to this guy and long story short, y'all, he cute. I like him. Like, (laughs) I like this man. And I recently realized that I found myself 
making space for him in my life and he wasn't doing the same thing. And on the surface level, I was like, okay, this man don't like me. Like, why you ain't doing X, Y, and Z? Why you ain't inviting me over? Why you ain't, you know, all of these things that were going through my head. But what I realized was that I needed more boundaries on my side in order to keep myself safe. I just met this man in March. And when I say that I started making space, I don't mean physical space. I started making space for him in a sense of, oh, I know what time he gets off work. So I'm going to make sure that I'm not always busy at the time that he gets off work because he may FaceTime me or he may text me or whatever the case may be. So I know his work schedule. I know when he's off work and all of these things, he works a lot. Um, and I just started to kind of not necessarily stop doing what I was doing, but when I knew he would be available, I would say to myself, oh, well, he's off this day. Let me just, just in case he wanted to like take me on a date or something like that, let me make sure that I don't have anything pressing going on. And in itself, making space some for someone is not a bad thing. But like I just said, y'all, I met this man in March and I just thought that he was fine. And we just started like dating. And in my head, my in my head, I automatically went into girlfriend mode. So how I'm trying to combat making space too quickly is just recognizing it and having a little moment with myself to say, Tyra, are you making this decision for you? Or are you making this decision based on a potential situation or a potential experience happening with this person that you have just met that has no ties to you? And since I've realized that I am making space too quickly in these ways, I have been able to say, okay, yeah, I know he off on this day, but this is what I want to do. So I'm going to do it. I want to go to this boxing class. I want to go on this hike with my friends. I want to go to the mall today. But on the flip side, I am also dating. And something that is very important to me is recognizing when I want something. So me making space is because I I want something from this person and not necessarily physically want something from them, but Maybe I want closeness. Maybe I want to just go on another date. Maybe I want more communication, have a talk, whatever the case may be. I I know that when I'm making space for someone, it's because I enjoy having them in my space. So to also combat this, if you're like, girl, I do the same thing. What can I do? What can I do? Communicate to that person. Hey, I like spending time with you. Hey, I noticed that you are always off on Saturdays. Can we kind of make some type of agreement that we're going to have dates on Saturdays or not have dates on these days? Whatever the case may be, for me, having that bookend and having a set schedule in a sense, so I'm not left thinking, what if, what if, what if, has really helped me a lot. And it's also helped me not feel the need to make so much space for people in my life 
so early on because honestly that can become very daunting for a new person in your life especially a man it can become very daunting it can make it seem like you're coming on very strong depending on the way that you do it and depending on the type of person you're dating like for example this man he loves his personal space he loves to have time to himself and all of this so when I would you know, start making space, I would say, hey, well, I know you're off. Let's do this. And he's like, well, I just need, a, you know, some time to myself when we would have a, we had a conversation about it so I could better understand where he was coming from. But all in all, I realized that I was just making too much space too quickly in my life for this person. And I ended up being disappointed in the long run when they didn't meet that unspoken expectation that I just made on my own which leads me to my second red flag in dating now I was recently talking to one of my best friends out here and she recently went through a breakup as well so we were just talking this was probably a couple months ago we were both talking about getting back out there and you know putting ourselves back on the market all of the sayings and what she was saying was um we are in a time in our lives you know late 20s about to hit our 30s where we can't always be putting ourselves on the shelf and that was one of my dating red flags it's not really like a dating red flag but for me from my perspective it is a dating red flag because I am deliberately putting myself up on a shelf just because I just got out of a relationship now disclaimer I'm not saying that if you break up break up today be back out there tomorrow no heal work through and process all of your feelings but I have always been the type of person to put myself up on the shelf for like a year, like give give dating a break for like a year. Y'all, I'm almost 30. I can't keep doing that after every relationship. And after my relationship ended in December, I kind of wanted to do that. I was like, okay, let me just take a year. A year is a long time, y'all. A year is a long time. So if you are a person who has just gotten out of a relationship and you have process the relationship and grieve the relationship and you are whole in that sense of not um you know wanting to go back to that relationship or whatever the case may be date or at least have your heart open to the possibility of meeting someone new you don't have to actively date but the red flag for me within me was that I was actively taking myself off the market. I was like, I'm not dating y'all. Nope, I'm not doing it. And sometimes that's okay. But based on my relationship and how it ended and all of the steps I took to get back to me, I did not need to put myself back up on the shelf. I needed to put myself back out there to continue to learn what I actually want in a partner because I was thinking about, or when I was talking to my friend about this, I was thinking about it and I was just like, I've only been in four relationships. How on earth do I know what I like in a man? So I was reading something y'all probably a blog post or something 
and I was just reading up on how to actively date and how to date multiple people. I've always been the type of person who didn't want to date multiple people at the same time because I felt like that wasn't right. You know, like it, I just felt like it wasn't right. But at the end of the day, if you're dating, you are dating, you're not in a relationship. And I think a lot of, I, I heard this somewhere I can't pinpoint where, but a lot of women date one man at a time because we believe in monogamy. And yes, I believe in monogamy. I want a monogamous relationship. I want to be married to a God-fearing man. Like, I'm not saying that I'm against monogamy, but when you are dating, you are playing the field. And I think the entire world of dating has been tarnished by today's culture but what I think of dating is having great conversation with potential partners getting to know them seeing if you can be yourself around them seeing if they can be a great potential partner for you and once you figure out oh, I don't think this will work. I kind of want to move on. Then you move on. You don't just keep this person around forever. But a lot of people think like, or a lot of people present themselves in a way of, oh, I went on a date with this person. Okay, let's see how long I can date this person before I start going to the next. And the issue with that is that can take a lot of time. So right now, and oh God, I really hope these these people are not listening to my podcast. But right now I'm dating two people, two men. And they are both amazing. They like, you know, I'm having a great time, but I just met both of them. So I'm really trying to just have an open heart and open mind, get to know them both and see where it takes me. Now you may be saying, okay, so how do you know when you should stop dating one of them? Girl, you know, you know, you know, deep down, you will know when it's time to stop dating one of them. And the other piece of it that I want to give is don't compare the two guys to each other. Think about how they complement you and the lifestyle that you want to live and how you compliment them as well. Um, but yeah, my second dating red flag was that I would put myself up on the shelf. And I'll honestly say, y'all, I'm having fun right now getting to know myself, getting to know these guys. Um, they're both very very nice, very funny, very amazing, all the things. So I'm just trying to see like where it takes us. It's still very new. Who knows? I may start dating someone else tomorrow. Who knows? You know, I'm, I'm just open because I'm not putting myself up on a shelf just because I just got out of a relationship at the end of last year. This portion of the episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I decided to give AG1 a try because this year I'm being intentional about taking better care of my body and filling it with the nutrients it needs. 
Long story short, y'all, AG1 just makes it better for me to live my best life. So AG1 is an all-in-one formula that's packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that give me major benefits like gut and mood support. It helps boost my energy, helps with recovery, and it also supports immunity. I take AG1 in the morning before my workout, and I've noticed the biggest difference in my energy levels. AG1 has given me peace of mind because all I have to do is add one scoop to some water once a day, drink it, and I'm covered nutritionally no matter what I eat. Now, I know this is an ad, but AG1 is easy to keep up with because it's one supplement versus taking 17 vitamins a day to get all of the nutrients you need. And it has been a part of my daily routine now since November 2022. And it just makes me feel great and accomplished. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com affirmations. That's athleticgreens.com affirmations and check it out. And I also linked it down in the show notes for you. Now let's get back into the episode. Ooh, y'all, this one is a doozy. So, my third dating red flag. Ooh, I, and the thing is, before I even tell y'all what it is, I, it's crazy that this is one of my red flags because this is something that I have recently experienced. So, my third dating red flag is that I ghost. I don't communicate openly and honestly with men that I no longer want to pursue or talk to. And that is a very bad thing. I, and I really want to make an entire episode on ghosting, but for me, this is tied to my abandonment issues. And I know this because I have abandonment issues from my childhood that I am working through. And the way that this shows up in my adult relationships is that I just go radio silent so that it can seem like this person is making the decision to not talk to me anymore um, versus me communicating openly and honestly. So I have done this twice in the last year so before my previous relationship I was talking to this guy that um that I met in Dallas when I went on a a trip there and I all of a sudden I just ghosted him now my reasoning for ghosting him was that I just didn't think that he really liked me but the fact of the matter is he contacted me multiple times after I decided not to contact him anymore and I could have easily just had a conversation with him at that point but I decided not to y'all and to be honest that was a very shitty thing to do because I don't want to be ghosted like that's not that's not cool so eventually I did apologize to him um I think I apologized to him like literally like two months ago at this point you guys it was over a year and I'm glad that I apologized but I really wish that I wouldn't have done that and I did it again kind of 
I did it again with this guy that I went on a date with um, like last month. Now, remember the the guy that I told y'all catfished me? That's who I'm talking about. So I kind of ghosted him. I just stopped responding to his messages and I thought it was going to be fine because we only went on one date, you know, all the things we had just met. So mm, he wasn't really that invested in my head. That's what I was telling myself. So he texted me one, one time while I was at home, I was at home for Mother's Day recently. And he was like, Hey, I haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. Like what's going on? So I texted my friend JC and I said, girl, I need you to help me say something to this man. Cause I don't know what to say because I'm used to just ignoring, ignoring and ghosting. So she crafted a message that was still very nice. And I sent it over and he was like, okay, cool. Thank you. I understand. It was so hard for me to send that message. And I think it's because I don't want anyone to feel unwanted. And it's like a, it's like a paradox because I don't want them to feel unwanted or thrown away. But at the same time, I'm literally throwing them away and I'm literally ghosting them. And that is a very shitty thing to do. So like I said, ghosting is a t- is tied for me. It's tied to my abandonment issues. And we can dive deeper into this if you guys want. Send me an email or a DM on Instagram and let me know if you want to dive more into childhood trauma attached to your dating styles. Um, because there is a lot of rich things there that I have been learning about that have really helped me start being a better person in my dating life. So yeah, I be ghosting people and I, I, it's happened to me and I will never do that again. I'm going to start flexing that muscle of communicating openly and honestly, when I'm ready to break something off with somebody that I'm dating. Am I, what number is this? One, two, three, four. The fourth thing that is a dating red flag for me, y'all. Ooh, and I feel this one in my soul. I be given too many damn chances. Mm. And I know we all do this. I was re- I read a book a couple years ago called uh, The Man God Has For Me. And one of the chapters was about how we date a man's potential. And I'll be the first one to say, yeah, I be doing that. Yes, I do. And it's some for me, it's especially with a creative brain. It's so hard for me not to date a man's potential because I don't necessarily think, oh, he isn't a good man now, but I know he could be. I just see it so vividly within him. And I'm like, wow, like you just have so much amazing things in you. Cool. Like I know I know it's there. So I stay. Right. And that's what I mean by by chances. So I give them too many chances because I see their potential. I see what our relationship could be. But if you're the type of person to give too many chances, look at what's going on right now and ask yourself if this man do not change anything right now. Will I be happy in 10 years? Will I be happy in five years? Will I be happy next week? Okay, ask yourself these questions. And this is what I had to do in a previous relationship with the boyfriend that I moved out to California with. I had to start asking myself these questions because I 100% dated his potential. I didn't date 
I'm not even gonna lie, y'all. I didn't date who he was in front of me. I only dated his potential because he was very good with words and he would say all of the things that he wanted in life and all of that. And I believed that he could do those things. So I just stayed because I felt like, well, if I'm putting in this much time and effort, then I need to get something out of it. Right. So that's how I was feeling. And I just gave him chance after chance after chance because I just I thought that the thing would work. So to combat this, ask yourself, if this man does not change today, if he does not change one bit, will I be happy in the future? If that answer is no, then y'all got something to talk about. At the very least, y'all have something to talk about. This one feels like I'm coming for, or it's coming for my neck. The fifth and final (laughs) dating red flag that I want to talk about today that I have exhibited y'all and don't come for me. Don't come for me. This is a, this is a judgment free zone, (laughs) but I throw away my list of non-negotiables. I have been a serial list throwawayer. I know that ain't a word, but I do it so often. And I think I do it because deep down, and I, I did talk about this recently on a podcast, deep down, I don't know if I believe that I deserve the best. And even though I know I deserve so much great, so many great things, I don't believe it. And I think that's where this stems from me throwing away my list of non-negotiables. So for example, I was in a relationship with the boyfriend I moved out to California with and something that's at the top of my list of non-negotiables is I want to be with a God-fearing man. I want to be with a man who prays, a man who will um, who will pray with me, who will pray for me, like who wants to live a Christ filled life. And he wasn't it. And he said he was open and honest about that. But I said, okay. And in my head, I was like, well, we ain't gonna be together forever. Anyway, if you find yourself saying that run, do not, don't do that to yourself because it's just going to cause so much heartache and granted we got to go through these things we got to experience them ourselves but I just want to plant that seed that if you find yourself saying well I'm not here for a good for a long time I'm just here for a good time you are doing nothing but hurting yourself in the long run and that's something that I had to come to terms with in that relationship. It's something that I spent countless hours talking about in therapy because I allowed myself to get attached to this man who didn't have the number one thing on my list that was a non-negotiable. And it wasn't because he was a bad person or any of that. It was simply because we had a different outlook on life in our faith. And we shouldn't have ever been in a relationship because that should have been one of the questions that you ask when you're dating and granted I did talk about that with him when I was dating but in my head I was like I'm not gonna be with this boy forever so none of that mattered to me and as I continue to date I want to make sure that 
I am dating with intention because y'all life is short and I don't like to waste time. I don't want to waste anyone else's time. And that's what I started to say in that relationship. I was like, okay, I know I don't want to be with this man. Let me stop wasting his time because there is somebody out there for him. And that's not fair. It's not fair that we're wasting each other's time. And I'm using air quotes because time isn't really wasted when you are learning and having new experiences and they're growing you into the best version of yourself. But in a sense of, I know I don't want to be with you, but I'm still with you. Don't waste that time when you know that this is something that you don't want for the rest of your life. So with that being said, there are so many dating, red flags, green flags, all of the things. I want you guys to sit and reflect on your past relationships. Think about the things that have shown up consistently in all of your past relationships. Think about the good and the bad. Think about the things that have shown up in your dating life, the good and the bad. Think about how you have responded to those things that are showing up and just write them down and sit with it and think and see what your green flags are and what your red flags are. And if there are red flags, how can you combat these tendencies that you have and the green flags celebrate yourself and continue growing into the best version of yourself. Uh Uh-oh, y'all, you already know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. And today's fun closing segment is going to be a little different. (laughs) I say that so much. I be saying the same thing to y'all all all the time. But today's fun closing segment is going to be some stuff that I found on Instagram. So I've been making a say folder on Instagram because there have been a lot of reels coming across my timeline filled with prayers that... I just want to keep on deck when I need. Now, there are short prayers, so I'm going to read a few with you guys. I'm going to we're going to pray a few of these prayers as it relates to what we've been talking about today as far as dating is concerned. And the reason I want to do this is because I am not the best prayer in a sense of I will ask God for exactly what I need and I will praise him and say thank you and all of those things but sometimes I don't have sometimes I'm not equipped with the words that I want to pray with and through finding these prayers I'm able to increase my vocabulary in my in my prayer life so I want to share a few with you guys today Um, let me pull a couple of them up so we're gonna do five prayers and they're very short you guys so if you want to stop in between and write these prayers down definitely do that um but let's jump right on in here's the first one dear god please help me to stop trying to please people so i may focus more on pleasing you dear god 
remove any laziness and procrastination from me and help me be more disciplined and faithful at doing your work. Dear Lord, please stop me from going back to the things you're trying to save me from. Dear Father God, no matter how much I think I may love it, if it is not from you and it is not for me, please remove it from my life immediately. Dear God, please take my worries away and give me peace. Help me to trust you even when it's hard to do so. Oh, y'all, those were amazing. I really love how... They're just so short. They're short prayers that you can just have in your back pocket when you really need to just have a moment with God. Because let me just tell you this. God is always with you. You can always whisper a prayer no matter how, you know, elaborate or thought out or how colorful the prayer is. Like what it really is about is you having an intimate moment with God And the reason I wanted to give these prayers is because, like I said, sometimes we just don't have the words to pray for what we actually do want to pray for. So these can help. So I hope you guys enjoyed these prayers. I will also link the Instagram video that I just got these prayers from down below in the show notes. So make sure that you check those out. And do not forget to try Athletic Greens, you guys. They are amazing. I feel so great since I've been taking Athletic Greens. And y'all know I would not be telling y'all about nothing that I do not use myself, okay? But thank you. That is all that I have for you guys today. Please join us again next week. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And thank y'all so much for listening. This is Affirmations for Black Girls. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.